0: <laughs> so, I think I made you yawn like a second time. In
1: the- <laughs> yeah, because I got her. Yawn gang. Hashtag yawn gang. Um, okay, so honey, are you ready to read about the Bible today and what we're going over in Isaiah?
0: I am so ready for you to tell me exactly what this is going to be about.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, this is, this is literally what we're talking about today. So you're really not going to need to listen to the rest of this. Uh, podcast today you can just get in the first you know few minutes here
0: you always have to listen to the rest of the podcast Mm,
1: that's debatable um so (laughs) as you know last time god was a dick and confused the fuck out of the Judeans. this time god restoring israel is gonna show how much big dick energy god actually has then god says that babylon is gonna trip and fall on some bullets God then forgives Israel as a new thing that he's trying out, but really it's part of his anger management class. God then passive-aggressively shames the Israelites because they haven't offered up any sacrifices or incest porn, and, you know, God is forgiving them and everything. God then changes Israel's name yet again to Jeshuram and proceeds to... Spill his spirit onto them. Make that what you will of it.
0: (laughs) I feel like that sentence was in the wrong order.
1: (laughs) Make of it what you will. (laughs) Whatever. God then tries on his best Donald Trump imitation by stroking his own ego and proclaiming that they are lucky to witness his greatness which I think was directly taken from one of the most recent Donald Trump um, uh, rallies, press conference. Whatever. It's, they're Same blending difference. together now. God then again rants about idols and how carpenters are fucking dicks. Speaking of fucking dicks, he also complains about the giant dildos that are just everywhere. Then God burst into a rendition of The Sound of Music and finishes off by stripping naked and going spread eagle, showing his dick. Then Cyrus, a Persian king, is going to copy a lot of Jesus. Cyrus is even uh, holds God's hand while he does it. So, yeah, that's all that we have for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's Bible study. Mm-hmm. I think that that we've already covered it enough. Um, you get the gist of Isaiah 43, 44, and 45, right?
0: No, definitely they don't. What? Nope. How do you even know? You're
1: not even paying attention.
0: I am paying attention. I'm multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> I believe me. I can listen to your rendition of the Bible and shop at the same time. Sure, honey. I can.
1: <laughs> what's up heathens how, how y'all doing? doing so today we're apparently still gonna go over the bible yeah definitely what i mean i feel like i laid out everything perfectly so i mean you would think that
0: would i Yep, yeah, you would
1: because i did
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's not what I meant, but yeah.
1: Because it did go over it perfectly. No.
0: Oh. <laughs> no. I'm just saying you would think that. Oh, okay. But we're going to have to go over it. All
1: right. Well, if we got to. hmm
0: Yeah. So last time we talked about um, how the Judeans and the Israelites in general, Israel, they weren't understanding their punishment. Um why it was happening to them at all. They were deaf and blind, right? But that God was going to redeem them. And so we're going to continue with Isaiah 43 and uh, talk a little bit of more about the restoration. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this starts Isaiah 43, uh, verse eight is where we're starting. Lead out those who have eyes, but are blind who have ears, but are deaf all the nations gather together and the peoples assemble, which of their gods foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things. Let them bring in their witnesses to prove they were right so that others may hear and say it's true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act who can reverse it.
1: So, yeah, this particular part has what some Christians believe to be a prophecy about Jesus. Namely, it's Isaiah 43.11. That's where he says that there is no other Savior Mm -hmm. uh, because he's God and everything. Uh, That's actually taken to be a prophecy about Jesus as being the only Savior. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, take that for what you will.
0: No one can come to heaven but through him. Well,
1: In in my little compendium here, it's mm-hmm. um, actually this one maps to something in Acts mm-hmm. saying that there is no other Savior. But I feel like that that whole idea that you can only get to or you can only be saved by Jesus mm-hmm. or not definitely in, indicative of this passage.
0: All right. Um, and then we're going to continue and we're going to talk a little bit about Babylon. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord says. Now, this is Isaiah telling your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Now, here's God. Mm -hmm. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. So he's going to bring down Babylon. This is what the Lord says he who made a way through the sea a path through the mighty waters who drew out the chariots and horses the army and reinforcements together and they lay there never to rise again extinguished snuffed out like a wick so that's that's Isaiah talking about God doing all those Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and this is God forget the former things do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? <laughs> See, guys? I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm doing new things. I'm forgiving y'all's asses. Yeah, I'm going to stop killing all of you for the tiniest little shit things. And we're just going to move forward. Forget all of that shit back then. I'm doing something new. Come come along. Yeah, my... Um...
1: My PR guy says that I really need to clean up my fucking image, so I'm trying something new. (laughs)
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I have formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise.
1: You think the animals go face up or uh, face down ass up for
0: God, too? I mean, I don't know. They might. I don't spend a lot of time around animals.
1: (laughs) I mean, they say, you know, they they worship God. I figure they I mean, they either sit there and they do the whole pray thing. Yeah. Or they, you know, go face down ass up for him. I don't know. I mean, you know, the Grecian gods and the uh, Roman gods, they were all about fucking whatever had a hole. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if God also took. You know, cues from them.
0: I, I, I can't. I can neither confirm nor deny these things. Oh, I can't. It doesn't say it here.
1: <laughs> oh, I can about the, the Greek and Roman gods. But uh, I'm just saying we don't know.
0: We don't know. We don't really know. Yeah. Yet you have not called on me, Jacob. You have not wearied yourselves for me, Israel. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honored me with your sacrifices, I have not burdened you with grain offerings nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not brought any fragrant calamus for me or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offenses. I feel like this is very strange because it's, you know, apparently they're not doing enough for him. Good things, but they're bringing him all their, their sins and shit. That's bad. But he's saying he hasn't wearied them with it. Like, he hasn't demanded incense. Yeah, you you have done that.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why he thinks he hasn't done it. Because, I mean, he obviously has. Also, I like the victim-blaming kind of thing that is going on here. It's like, listen, you know, I've been so good to you. being been really nice. I've even forgiven you. And, you know, you guys just have to give me all this shit about things that really y'all shouldn't be giving me shit for (laughs) kind of thing. Like, it's like I'm doing all these nice things. You best wise up before I bitch slap you.
0: Well, he's also saying that he hasn't demanded those things of him, of them, but they he has. Um, So anyway, he continues. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. So he's he's forgotten them. And and you know, just previously he said, Don't dwell on the past. But now he continues, Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Those I sent to teach you rebelled against me. So I disgraced the dignitaries of your of your temple. I consigned Jacob to destruction and Israel to scorn. But now listen, Jacob, my servant Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb and he, and who will help you. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant Jeshurun. Now, Jeshurun is another, uh, suppose it's, it's Hebrew. It means the upright one. And, the upright one is considered to be Israel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's another word for Israel. Not really, but sort of, right. Mm -hmm. That's what they mean. Uh, so my, uh, do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants.
1: That's a weird way to say that you're going to just piss all over their property and then come on their children.
0: <laughs> I feel like. just we're just gonna move on they (laughs) they will spring up like grass in a meadow like poplar trees by flowing streams some will say i belong to the lord others will call themselves by the name of jacob still others will write on their hand the lord's and will take the name israel This is what the Lord says, Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord Almighty, I am the first and the last. Apart from me, there is no God. Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me what has happened since I established my ancient people and what is yet to come. Yes, let them foretell what will come. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there is no other rock. I know not one. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's stroking his own ego here. Yeah. I believe I believe that's what my notes say <laughs> that he's stroking his uh, his own ego and uh he's really trying to show off his big dick energy.
0: Yeah. That's what he This is that's a pretty prevalent in this particular section. Mm-hmm. Um he does this a lot. Um but he continues to talk about idols, okay? Okay. All who make idols are nothing and the things they treasure are worthless. Those who would speak up for them are blind. They are ignorant to their own shame. Who shapes a God and casts an idol, which can profit nothing. People who do that will be put to shame. Such craftsmen are only human beings. Let them all come together and take their stand. They will be brought down to terror and shame. The blacksmith takes a tool and works with it in the coals. He shapes an idol with hammers. He forges it with the might of his arm. He gets hungry and loses his strength. He drinks no water and grows faint. The carpenter measures with a line and makes an outline with a marker. He roughs it out with chisels and marks it with compasses. He shapes it in human form, human form in all its glory that may dwell in a shrine. He cuts down cedars or perhaps took a cypress or oak. He let it grow among the trees of the forest or planted a pine and then the rain made it grow. It is used as fuel for burning. Some of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread, but he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. Half the wood he burns in the fire. Over it he prepares his meal. He roasts his meat and eats his fill. He also warms himself and says, ah, I am warm. I see the fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a weird
1: thing. Ah, I
0: am warm. I feel the fire. Yeah.
1: I feel like it's just a weird thing to proclaim.
0: It is. From the rest, he makes a god, his idol. He bows down to it and worships. He prays to it and says, save me, you are my god. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so they cannot see and their minds closed so they cannot understand. No one stops to think. No one has the knowledge or understanding to say. Half of it I used for fuel. I even baked bread over its coals. I roasted meat and I ate. Shall I make a detestable thing from what is left? <laughs> shall shall I bow down to a block of wood? I feel like it would be weird if somebody did say that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, I cooked some food and everything. Now I'm going to make something that's just fucking ugly and then I'm going to pray to
0: it. That's obviously what I'm going to do next. Thank you, God. I mean, to be fair, there I've seen a lot of wooden crosses that people bow down to that mm-hmm. look like blocks of wood that they yeah. pray at.
1: Yeah, I feel like this whole section could definitely go against any kind of depictions of like Jesus or the cross.
0: Yeah, Uh, Such a person feeds on ashes. A deluded heart misleads him. He cannot save himself or say, is not this thing in my right hand a lie? I don't know. It might be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it not a lie? Is it really only four inches when I claim it's
0: seven? (laughs) Remember these things, Jacob. For you, Israel, are my servant. I have made you. You are my servant. Israel, I will not forget you. I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing for joy, you heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, you earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, you forests, and all your trees. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. That's where he got (laughs) naked and. Spread eagle.
1: Hey, yeah. And he sang the the um, sound of music.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: hills are alive with the sound of music. And then whoosh, he showed himself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Seems offensive.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a God figure out in the middle of a field and then all of a sudden his junk starts slinging everywhere?
0: No, I don't want to imagine <laughs> that at all. <laughs> this is what the Lord says. Your redeemer who formed you in the womb. I am the Lord, the maker of all things, who stretches out the heavens, who spreads out the earth by myself, who foils the sign of false prophets and makes fools of diviners, who throws the learning of the wise and turns it into nonsense, who carries out the words of his servants and fulfills the predictions of his messengers, who says of Jerusalem, it shall be inhabited of the towns of Judah, they shall be rebuilt and of their ruins. I will restore them who says to the watery deep be dry and I will dry up your streams. Who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and I will accomplish all that I please. He will say of Jerusalem, let it be rebuilt and of the temple, let its foundations be laid. Now this is the first time we're hearing about Cyrus. Cyrus is not a Jew or not an Israelite. He's a Persian King, right? And we're going to get into a little bit more about Cyrus here in just a second, but I'll go ahead and tell you he's going to call Cyrus his anointed one. And in other versions, in other translations, he's called the Messiah. And he's the only non-Jewish person to have that um, importance, that rank of, of anointed one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a Persian king and that's who he's going to call upon. To help rebuild Israel, right?
1: And <clears throat> this is uh, this is a very important thing because uh, it is connected to like different ideas about who the ultimate redeemer is and the role that they play.
0: Um, Do you want me to read it for first the section or no? Oh,
1: maybe yeah, maybe yeah. You should read the section okay. first, and then I'll go over it.
0: Okay. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name. And bestow on you a title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you through you, though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising sun to the place of its setting, people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things." I haven't gotten into the forty-five part about Cyrus. Do I need to finish reading all of it before you go into it, or no?
1: I think I can cover it right here. Okay. Um. So this actually does contain a, a fairly famous verse. Um. Mm-hmm. I believe it's uh, Isaiah forty-five. Um. Crap. I can't remember which one it is. It, it's the one. Uh, it's Isaiah forty-five where he talks about creating light and light and creating dark, creating, good I, f- and I form
0: the light and create darkness. I bring pros- prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord do all these things.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically th- this is, uh, God saying that he, um, you know, creates evil in the world. Um, and there's some apologetics, um, uh, surrounding this, that they try to get past it saying that God doesn't create evil or whatnot. But, I mean the way that it's written it definitely suggests that God is responsible for evil in the land but some apologists say that it's uh evil is any violation of God's will so basically
0: Well even in previous passages they've uh, passages they've made it very clear God has Isaiah has made it very clear through God's message that God wants credit for all things. Right. Um, he has created all things, he's done all things, the good and the bad, God is all things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's been made very clear. So I'm not sure how they can get around that.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, One apologetic is that God definitely causes calamity or evil or bad things to happen to those who are disobedient to him. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what he means here. But
0: do they consider the fact that God does things that cause people to be disobedient. Like when it comes to Pharaoh, he Mm -hmm. hardened Pharaoh's heart purposefully so that he would not do what Moses asked. Right. So he is the reason that the person didn't do what he asked him to do.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of contradictory things surrounding the idea that God is not the author of evil or that God doesn't cause evil things to happen just to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So, But uh, back to the Cyrus deal. So there are a lot of prefigures to Jesus in the Old Testament. And Cyrus would be, at least some aspects of Cyrus would be considered to be a prefigure. Uh, for one thing, uh, Cyrus is called the Messiah and he's he's seen as an anointed or Messiah figure mm-hmm. in this, uh, which I've read that uh, Cyrus actually read Isaiah's prophecies or something like that about him. I'm not exactly sure how legit that is because I, I, I admittedly I got um, – the interpretations and stuff from a Christian side. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that really translates to history. Cause I seriously doubt their history, but, um, they take, they take the Cyrus as sort of like, a almost a prefigure because, uh, Cyrus is going to be conquering and succeeding Babylon, mm-hmm. right? Yes. In the same way that Jesus in the future is going to conquer and succeed the end time Babylon. Mm hmm. And so there's this parallel here of, like, function as far as, like, as part of God's grand plan. Because Cyrus is going to conquer Babylon and succeed it now. And in the future, Jesus does the exact same thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, which Jesus is more of a spiritual conquering rather than... right a a land conquering right
0: Um, but cyrus is going to do the physical land conquering and he's going to god is going to use cyrus to um bring restoration Mm -hmm. um to the the israeli people israelite people (laughs) right um So let's continue. You heavens above, rain down my righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness flourish with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are nothing but potsherds. among potsherds on the ground, does the clay say to the potter, What are you making? Does your work say, The potter has no hands? Woe to the one who says to a father, What have you begotten? or to a mother, What have you brought to birth? This is what the Lord says, The Holy One of Israel and its Maker, concerning things to come Do you question me about my children? or give me orders about the work of my hands. It is I who made the earth and created mankind on it. My own hand stretched out the heavens. I marshaled their starry hosts. I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. I will make all his ways straight. He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free, but not not for a price or reward, says the Lord Almighty. Okay.
1: And
0: that's the end of today's portion right um next week do you have anything sorry did did you have anything to add no okay um next week we're gonna talk a little bit about egypt and more about idolaters because why not obviously yeah everybody
1: fucking hates idolaters Mm
0: -hmm. we're also going to talk about how babylonian idols are powerless Mm. um
1: I mean, to be fair, I think all idols are powerless.
0: <laughs> um, we're also going to talk about how um, they can see God's power through the restoration, which we've kind of already talked about. Um, we're going to go a little bit more into Babylon, uh, how Babylon is going to fall. Um, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about astrology mm. this next time.
1: How it's from Satan and you're definitely going to go to hell if you Yes,
0: it. it's it's about how astrology is fraud. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Um, uh, we're going to talk some about sin uh, and the reason for prophecies mm-hmm. and God's plan for Babylon. Ah,
1: he's going to redecorate it, give it a little bit of color, probably wipe all the blood <laughs> off from all the
0: conquering and shit. They might need to wipe some blood off.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so that's going to be it for this week. I hope you guys join in for next week when we get some home decorating tips from God. <laughs>
0: That's, that's not what it says.
1: Well, I, it might be. We don't know. Okay. There could be some home decorating uh, tips in there.
0: I suppose that's true. Yeah.
1: It's possible. <laughs> but anyways, I hope that you heathens enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, be sure to leave us a comment down below. We love seeing all of y'all's comments down there, discussing to this week's uh, podcast. So definitely leave those down there. While you're down there, though, why don't you smash that like button and subscribe if you want more podcasts like this in your subscription feed.
0: And as always, don't forget to stand up and use your voice.
1: Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.